All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel here on the J&K Podcast. What's going on? It is two days before this uh, curiously named WWE pay-per-view, Great uh, Flaming Penises of Fire, as the uh, the original uh, kind of uh, thing that they had going there was going to look like, and then they, 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 they found out that they did bad there, and then they changed it a bit, but it still looks kind of strange, like the marquee that they got going on there, but... I don't know. Once yeah. you see that, you can't unsee it. I know, right? <laughs> um, I know that they did kind of go through. Uh, the pay-per-view is actually called Great Balls of Fire. Mm. Um, able to name? use, like, Jerry Lee Lewis's song, Great Balls of Fire. They got all the rights and everything for that. Everything's good in that respect. But they did change up the logo just a little bit mm-hmm. from what it was before. But I still can't unsee mm-hmm. that. If you haven't seen it, you got to go to Google and Google... WWE Great Balls of Fire logo. You'll see exactly what we're talking about. I'm going to double check it myself too, and they might have to change it to Great Balls of uh, Copyright Infringement because uh, I don't know if that uh, song has the rights to be used or that whole Great Balls of Fire idea can be used without having to pay royalties, right? So They they are paying royalties. Well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, it, it came out, WWE put out a, uh, a release on it saying that mm-hmm. they did get the uh, rights to use it and cool. you know stuff like that, so... It's legit, people. Still, uh, I gotta say, it, a bit of a strange. If I like, I mean, I was again, you know, the WWE Booker and me. Um, I don't know if I would have gone with that name. To be perfectly honest with you, are, are you okay with that name? Or to me, it just it feels kind of I don't know. Doesn't feel like wrestling oriented. I'm not okay with the name. I think no. it's totally ridiculous. It's ridiculous. What would you have called it? Keep it a Great American Bash. Yeah. I mean that that's a, a that's, good, that's a staple of professional wrestling history. Yeah. So why change it? It had no need to be changed. And that's what this one is essentially replacing, right? As far as I understand, yes. Too, huh? Okay. Well, before we get into uh, too much of, of that, and uh, actually our first kind of topic of the uh, the podcast, which uh, Carl's going to peek at right now, uh, we'll do our kind of funny uh, kind of uh, clip moment here, and then we'll uh, get into uh, we'll talk about uh, the possibility of a women's Royal Rumble. Sure. Right. So uh, here we go with our funny clip, and this uh, involves our friend The Rock and Mr. Big Show. Okay. So here we go. Enjoy. Good. Hey, good, good to see you, Shaw. Hey, you know what's crazy? I run into you because just yesterday afternoon I was watching the Royal Rumble that you and I were in, right? I was watching yeah. on WWE Network, and it was the one where both of us went over the top rope, right? And you fell on the floor, but I held on, and I won, right? You, you went over first. Yeah, I, I actually. But won the crazy, yeah, because you were telling everybody that I told everybody. my feet hit the floor. They did. I, I actually won that one. What's crazy is, I agree. You should have won. That's crazy, right? I mean, how different your life would have been if you would have won. You know what's crazy is the director of The Mummy Returns watched that Royal Rumble and said, whoever wins this Royal Rumble, I'm going to cast as a Scorpion King. (laughs) Yeah, that should have been you. You should have been the Scorpion King. You could have been the one hunting Vin Diesel's candy ass down in Fast and Furious. You could have been the one in a helicopter saving your family in the world's biggest earthquake. You could have been breaking box office records, man, but hey, such is life, right? Yeah, such, such, such is life. That is awesome. Oh, man, that's so cool. That's what you do. You break things, right? That's what I do. Hey, man, come here, man. I love you, big dog. Yeah. Love you, too. Hey, 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 hey. So there we go, uh, The Rock poking fun at uh, at uh, Mr. Big Show. And uh, Show, you know, uh, say he is, uh, he takes it on the chin and he's not afraid to, uh, you know, poke fun at himself there. The, the audio that uh, you're hearing there, because you couldn't see the video version of that, it was uh, him actually snapping a laptop in two. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Carl remembers that bit, but uh, <laughs> just uh, classic Rock, you know, poking fun at uh, the other guys when he comes around, you know, and uh, not afraid to poke fun at himself for being a... Uh, you know, a uh, a big shot in Hollywood now. So, and he is a hundred percent. He yeah. is. You know, the one of these guys that's turning into like the Hulk Hogan of professional wrestling again. Yes, <laughs> John Cena, and you know, possibly some other people. So, uh, like the Miz, the Miz. Yes, to maybe a lesser extent. He's an A-lister. So he says. <laughs> right. But 
I digress. Uh, yeah. So, getting into a more kind of relevant topic here. As we mentioned, uh, we are talking about the possibility of a... Well, with uh, things stepping up in the uh, the world of women's professional wrestling, especially yep. in the WWE side of things, uh, the possibility of a women's Royal Rumble. Very interesting. Now, A, good idea. B, is there enough talent to do this? And C, do you see this happening? A, yes, it's a good idea. B... Sure, they they can get enough talent and see um, what was see. Do you think they'll actually do it? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Why not? Yeah, I, I definitely see them doing it as well. I, I like the idea of it, especially with uh, all these people with uh, all, all these girls coming for the Mayon Classic, yes, and Jazzy included. Yep. Wink, wink, LOL, nudge, nudge, WWE. Um, yes, uh, a woman's Royal Rumble would be very, very interesting. As long, as long as they don't do some shenanigans like they did with this, with the, uh, the, uh, the Money in the Bank ladder match that they did. Well, what do you mean? James Ellsworth being involved, a non-woman, being influential in the result of the match. They better not, if they, if they do again, a match, they better not do that crap again. I think it was amazing. Mm. I think it was perfect. It was, it was uh, an amazing way to do that. Mm. Why not? I know, I know. We we went over this the last podcast. Mm-hmm. I, I I get it. We're not going to go into that again. Yeah. Um, if we see something like that again, <laughs> why not? How many times have we seen women get involved in men's Royal Rumble matches? Yeah, but you know, so there, you know, the first Royal Rumble, no woman was involved in that. That was a, that, that was or, a whole different and, time and era, though. And so you the, can't say that. And, and the first Money in the Bank ladder match too, uh, no interference. That's right. From different times, different eras. Yeah. Very, very different circumstances. That, that, you can't say that. Hmm, I don't know. Well, uh, Enzo and Cass, I mean, we'll get into that whole uh, <laughs> kind of thing there. But, uh, but yeah, um, I mean, it's definitely interesting to, to see. Uh, now, do you do it in the, uh, I guess you, mean you would have to do it in the, the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, right? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, you know, so you have a full-on men's and women's one, so it'll, it'll uh, probably make for... I don't know if they'll maybe do a longer show now, or probably, or they'll uh, and then have a bunch of filler kind of uh, matches that are kind of mediocre in there between, or who knows. But uh, interesting to see, um, like I said, if they do it and uh, if it pans out to be a good idea or not. That's uh, the main thing. So I think they're 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 probably going to do them both. Um, you know, on that same night. Mm-hmm. I mean, you take a look at uh, WrestleMania, which has now gone to like uh, seven, eight hours long. Is WrestleMania now? Um, you go to SummerSlam, which is like a four-hour show now. Mm-hmm. Survivor Series is almost getting to that same point of being yeah. a four-hour show. The last one from all the originals, you're looking as Royal Rumble. So mm-hmm. why not? Let's make that a four-hour show as well. Yeah. Now, do you do like the, they did the with the original Royal Rumble and, and do kind of like a, like a test kind of match first, maybe at a live event before you know going full blown with it? Oh, definitely. I'm sure that they will. They'll probably, um, you know, come November, December, they'll probably start showing some, um, like, Battle Royals, mm-hmm. right? Probably, you know, one in November for Raw and one in November for SmackDown. And then again in December, do the same thing. Just to kind of give people a little bit of a taste of what's going to be coming up. And they're going to use that to hype up the uh, women's Royal Rumble that's going to happen at the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <coughs> that's that's my take on yeah. it anyways. I mean, I, just, mm-hmm. I could be totally wrong, but again, I've, you know, kind of been in the business a little bit and kind of know a little bit of you know the workings and how things are done and i think honestly that would probably be the smart way to do it that would definitely would be i would advise as well now staying in the realm of <laughs> women's women's professional wrestling uh something that we we're uh we just uh, kind of found just recently i, I don't know carl's not uh, gonna be too fond of this one but uh nope but it, with it uh, being uh, a bit of a headline and uh uh, definitely, uh, I think, uh, worthwhile noting here that a uh, popular formerly TNA knockout uh, wrestler ch- slash champion has announced that she is done with professional wrestling for the time being anyways. And that certain somebody would be... We're talking 
<laughs> my favorite from TNA Impact Wrestling throughout the entire 12, 15, 17 years that they've been going, uh, we're talking Velvet Sky. Mm-hmm. So kind of a quote right from her on here saying, wrestling has a shelf life. College doesn't. You can be 50 years old and go to college for your degree. You can't be 50 years old and train to be a pro wrestler. I do have to agree with that. Um, at 50 years old, probably not. Unless I you're mean, DDP. Yeah, exactly. But right. We saw DDP like at 35. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, this is just hard for me to take because, I mean,. <laughs> It just, it, it, honestly, it comes so suddenly, um, really kind of out of nowhere. She's been out of the uh, ring and out of the professional wrestling uh, uh, actual working spotlight for uh, two or three years now. Um, it just, it, it, it chokes me up a little bit mm. to know that. You know, she is going to be uh, good for her, though. I mean, she's retiring from wrestling and she's going back to college. I mean, yep. she, that's that's something that she wants to do. Good for her. Uh, you know, amazing for that. Um, I'm just thankful that I was able to actually get to an impact uh, sh- house show that mm-hmm. happened. Uh, a friend of mine and I, we had front row seats for that show and I actually got to meet Velvet Sky. So nice. it was uh, something special for me that I, you know, even look at pictures every day mm-hmm. now she does continue uh you know it wasn't until the end of what she had actually said she's, she said i'm still in really good physical condition still and my health is great and i want to keep it that way i had a really satisfying 15 year wrestling career so i went back to school because i got to live out my wrestling dream now having said this now what has me kind of thinking you know, does this mean like professional wrestling kind of just in general now, with this May Young Classic thing happening, do you think that maybe she might sneak in there for maybe one last little thing? Before... I doubt it. Yeah. Um, something that I could see. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Velvet Sky, I'm just going to keep her wrestling name used instead of her real name, but yeah. Velvet Sky um, is actually in a real-life relationship with former WWE, TNA, NWA, WCW, ECW, like all, like everything, star, um, Bubba Ray Dudley. So given how Bubba Ray Dudley has been able to be in the business and out of the business and then back in and out and then back in and out, mm-hmm. now that we're seeing about a women's Royal Rumble, how awesome would that be for the fans who know who Velvet Sky is? Yeah. And you can't tell me that a wrestling fan who has watched a little bit of everything doesn't know who Velvet Sky is. Yeah. Um, how awesome would it be to see Velvet Sky as a surprise entrant into the first ever women's Royal Rumble? Yeah, I mean, even just as a one-off thing, you know, just so she can say she had a little taste of WWE. Yeah. Lot, unless she has, and I have no... She has, and you have no clue. Yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, uh, I didn't know until recently that, that Samoa Joe was, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, had, uh, had, there's people that, even AJ Styles before. AJ did, yeah. You know, had some little kind of brief little moments here in uh, WWE. So, um, yeah, who knows? Maybe somewhere back in the, in the archives, maybe she did like a house show or something, but who knows? But uh, she would probably be the one to find that out from. But uh, we'll see if maybe we can make something like that happen in the future. But, uh but yeah, um, some interesting uh, stuff happening uh, a, uh, with with her uh, possibly piecing out of the uh, the wrestling business there. Now, one more quick thing I want to kind of mention uh, that uh, was actually um, right at the tail end of the other discussion they were talking about. Uh, they mm-hmm. were hinting at something, and not having to do with women's wrestling, but uh, uh, some group that is outside the WWE. Uh, again, these guys... Uh, Talking little murmurs about them ending up in WWE, and oh, of yeah. course talking about the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks, yes. yes. Now, <clears throat> let me just quote what they said, and then we'll kind of uh, talk about them. Uh, said our names are always floating up according to our buddies. I'm guessing that they're hinting at you know AJ and uh, Luke Gallows because it's all Bullet Club club stuff yep. there. So uh, if you ask me right now, they would say no. Uh, why do I even need to go there at this point? 
in a year and a half, uh, now when the landscape may change, <coughs> TNA becoming global force, uh, we may have to go somewhere different. Do you do something different uh, to get hot again? Uh, never say never. That's the famous line in the wrestling business. <laughs> never, never say never. Never say never. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, this, their name would kind of uh, hint at here. I mean, they're not, uh, they're still fairly young, right? So, uh, yeah, interesting to see what uh, could happen with them. Uh, for right now, I say just keep doing what they're doing because, oh, uh, yeah. you know, un- unless, uh, you know, WWE were to come and give them some huge amount of money or something like that, or, or for something to happen kind of in the landscape of WWE to really kind of pique their interest. You know, um, I mean, that seems to be what's drawn some talent over from TNA and ROH recently is just, uh, you know, especially with NXT. Yes. With, uh, an interesting, really interesting mix of talent, both in the women and the men's side. They're kind of drawing in people like Bobby Roode and, uh, you know, Roderick Strong and, and whatnot, right? So Cassius Ono again, yeah. or Chris Hero, right? So, yeah, some... So interesting to see if maybe uh, do you do you... If you do bring him in the WWE, do you go the NXT route or do you go straight to the main roster route? With the Young Bucks, straight to the main roster. Absolutely. Just with all the experience and everything that they have. Yeah, all the experience that they've got. And, I mean, tag team division, I mean, always has its ups and its downs and stuff like that. Right now, it Mm -hmm. seems to be in another little bit of a down. Uh, What better way to kind of elevate it again than with the Young Bucks? Yeah, that could be very, very interesting, I would say, uh, at the very least. Now, I had kind of hinted at uh, uh, TNA just uh, briefly. Um so this was something that, uh, that when I had mentioned to you, you weren't kind of too sure whether you know, this was kind of legit or whatnot, but uh, it is official now that uh, TNA Wrestling is no longer. Still, we can't really say that. Um, TNA Wrestling, yes. TNA Wrestling is done. Yes. Um, the other name that they had, the Impact name, mm-hmm. is being kept yeah so total non-stop action wrestling is mm. done yes yes now so it's all just kind of falling under this global force name now which you know with us having done an interview with jeff jarrett and kind of talking to him about what you know he, he what we, he foresaw as his future with global force and uh, was kind of going for it, definitely wouldn't have called for this to happen no i think no, I mean, he really didn't even call for anything like this no. to happen when uh, when we had our little interview with him as well, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a, a big move. Not really so much a big move, but a big move anyways. So, I mean, we're looking at the name change from total nonstop action to global force wrestling. Um, even re- as recent as like this past Thursday when we saw an episode of uh, Impact Wrestling on uh, the Fight Network mm-hmm. in Canada. Um, the logo has changed again. again. Um, not too, too big of a change, though. It still has that um, hexagon shape. Yep. Um, it still has Impact Wrestling written inside of it. Uh, the only difference now is that uh, at the very top, it actually has the GFW uh, written inside there, and at the bottom it has Anthem written inside. So, a little bit of a play on the Global Force Wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, the Global Force name being put onto it, still keeping the Impact name. Now, from what I'm understanding, this is going to be for their television show, is going to be considered Impact Wrestling, okay. and having Anthem in there because Anthem Sports is. Um, one of the ones that are a huge contributor to the uh, programming itself mm-hmm. with or, uh, with Anthem Sports actually owning the Fight Network in Canada. Essentially, GFW, Impact Wrestling, is a Canadian company. Now, could that... Uh, a couple things I, I want to kind of uh, get into this now. Does, yeah. does this mean uh, maybe some events here in Canada? I hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in this area, yeah. Yeah, especially in this area. I mean, we're in uh, you know a bit of a, a smaller community, but we are up at the top of the I seventy five, right through Michigan. So it wouldn't be too difficult to be able to get something going here at uh, the sports arena that we've got. I don't even know what it's called anymore. It's still the SR Center, is, is it? it not? I don't know because SR SR is done. They, I mean. 
they've changed everything to just being called Algoma. Oh, so now they're, you know, kind of, we're going off on a little bit of a different uh, oh, yeah. way here. And but I, I'm going to say something about it too, once you're done. Yeah. They're um, looking at the possibility of changing the name back from uh, SR uh, to um, Memorial Gardens. That, so that, that's something I would be very, very okay with because that, yeah. that, that, you know, that name and just the, that arena is kind of a special place. I know in most people our age in, 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 uh, in this uh, area, you know, being fans of the Greyhounds and when wrestling used to come uh, to yeah. here, which I never got a chance to actually do. Me either. Um, so I would be definitely cool with that. You know, the problem is with, uh, you know, whoever is in charge of promotion when it comes to what is or might still be called the SR Center and just uh, the Sault Ste. Marie area in general, uh, whoever is in charge of promoting and kind of drawing events to here clearly doesn't know their ass from a hole in the ground. Because, <laughs> I mean, just when you look, ge- just when you look geographically, yeah. I mean, uh, the, the Sault Ste. Marie area, and I'm including Sault Ste. Marie, um, Canada and Michigan, yep. it's it's very central. When you like, Just when you look at you know the, the map of North America, it's very, very central. It is. And it, it used to be very much so for... You know, other forms of... Uh, well, it was a huge do, hub for entertainment. I'm not going to do like a history lesson. There was like a hub for like fur trading and that kind of stuff. That's going way, 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 way back when we need to go there. But um, but a very central location that, you know, could should be very... You take advantage of that. But just whoever... Uh, the powers that be just uh, just don't know what they're doing, in my personal opinion. Now, then again, easy for me to, to say, you know, from sitting in this position, but uh, from an outside looking in and just it, it seems like just... You know, when the best thing you can do is get Dolly Parton and get like maybe a couple hundred people in the crowd, it's weak. Yeah, especially and and I I know that this is a, a turnbuckle talk episode and we're doing pro wrestling today, but since we're on this, you know, um, recently yeah. they just had uh, some monster trucks come through. Oh, Jesus, you know, now monster trucks, you, you got to think. Going back, you know, 10 years, 15 years, yeah, that was cool. That was the thing to do. Monster Trucks was awesome. <laughs> not so much now. Not You're right, not so much now. And taking a look at some of the um, photos that, that friends of mine who actually went with their kids, taking a look at some of the photos, it was really dismal. There, there was not very many people in those stands at all. So how are they even making a profit mm-hmm. from bringing all of this stuff in here and not getting the numbers? Now... Not saying that I could do a better job, but I think I might be able to do a better job. And and the problem there is, and if you've ever been inside, I mean, those who are maybe listening that are not from this area would have no idea on this. But uh, just when you look, when you go uh, to the SR Center, it's not that big. No. And so then you're gonna really bring you're gonna bring a monster truck thing. They can get on the throttle for maybe a quarter of a second and then have to get right off. Yeah. Or it's just like they can go over like one jump and then boom, they gotta get on the brakes. Otherwise, you're into the crowd. Well, the crowd that wasn't there yeah <laughs> yeah but uh yeah i remember seeing i've seen some videos and some uh, pictures of that and uh, very very uh, disappointing i don't know how anybody got paid for that but uh we digress because this that has nothing to do with professional wrestling we're just getting at that that this area in my opinion is a real kind of untapped you know at, at least in recent years uh for professional wrestling it's it, uh, hopefully somebody maybe listening to this will uh hear this and maybe uh, go hey this guy's right yeah. Let's bring some professional wrestling back to Sault Ste. Marie and uh, and get the fans back because there is a uh, there's an audience here for it. Uh, if people would actually pay attention and listen to what people want, you would realize, hey, there is an audience here for professional wrestling. Bring it back. There's a huge misunderstanding in 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 the Sioux and when it comes to um, you know the the stadium that's here and stuff like that. That mm. you know people won't show up, people won't come for that, people won't don't want to see that. I mean, it's it's very much so on the contrary. There is a huge market here for professional wrestling. Mm. It is um, almost one of those like untapped areas. Um, as long as you've got the right uh, people that are doing the right promotion work for events like that to, to happen, you're going to have a surprising number of people that are going to, to come out. It's a, Sault Ste. Marie has always really been a, a professional wrestling city. Um, second to things like the steel plant in the paper mill and um you know, the, the, the hockey team, the Sioux Greyhounds. Yep. Right. But still there's, there's, uh, a number of people that um, are interested in professional wrestling still today. 
back when I was working inside of the uh, the mall that we have here, um, I would see people on a daily basis and different people um, walking by with pro wrestling t-shirts on. And I'm not talking pro wrestling t-shirts like NWO shirts back from like when WCW was around. I'm talking about mm-hmm. New Day shirts and AJ Styles shirts and Samoa Joe shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is all stuff that people are are still out there. They're watching. They're buying from the WWE Network. So why not allow something like that to come in here to the Sioux so that we can then take advantage and maybe... Bring a little bit of an economy boost because we're going to have people that are coming here to see the show, which then means that the hotel and hospitality sector is going to feel a little bit from that and uh, make a little bit of a profit. And then you've got, you know, even just from from T-shirt sales that are going to be done and stuff like that at the venue itself. I mean, it's why don't we have professional wrestling in the Sioux? It's be it, it, in my opinion, it really is because those, like I, like I said, the people that are you know the powers that be that are in charge of promotion and everything for this area, just aren't listening to what the people actually want. Well, then I tell everybody what everybody that's listening to this right now, if you want to see professional wrestling back in the Sioux on a regular basis, I have a challenge for you. Then Ooh. I want you to get a hold of us on our Facebook account, and I want you to get a hold of me, Carl Carafel. And I promise you that with the right people and the correct funding to be able to bring you professional wrestling on a monthly basis in Sault Ste. Marie, I will make that happen. Unfortunately, it does take a little bit of monetary donation to be able to do that. And not that we're out here asking for money and stuff like that. But every little bit would help. If somebody wants to see professional wrestling back here in the Sioux on a monthly basis, I can make that happen. There's a few different little things that need to come into play for that. There are some things that that would need to be purchased. And if you want to be part of that to help out, get a hold of me on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Now, before we get into uh, kind of breaking down the... uh like I said, the great balls of fire pavery happening this Sunday. Just one more thing that, uh, that we want to mention here. I'm uh, stealing the Steve Jobs line here. We got one, but wait, there's one more thing. Um, again, this has to do with CM Punk again. This being brought up. I don't know if you've seen this picture. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Now, this has to do with uh, the Bullet Club. And uh, you, uh, it's uh, sent out by the Young Bucks. But included in the picture, you have, you have them. You have the Young Bucks. You have Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes. And some other members of the Bullet Club there. Those are the, the most noteworthy names. Yep. And Casey Face at CM Punk. Yes. Sent out by Nick Jackson. Yes. So, basically, uh, what I kind of read into this, it's uh, basically them trying to lure Punk back into the business. Now, not knowing CM Punk personally or anything, but, uh, you know, with all this conversation that's been happening and happening and happening, uh, you know, Little teases here and there, supposedly a promotion offering him big money. You got to think that he's starting to get the itch now, seeing all this kind of happen, right? So, as much as I love this, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a, for a minute here. Absolutely. Um, now we're just kind of seeing a photo that somebody had taken as a snapshot of of the Young Bucks. This person doesn't even follow the Young Bucks, so, you know. Mm-hmm. I guess for whatever reason they don't. But what did CM Punk post? Did CM Punk possibly post a photo at some point of himself in a Bullet Club t-shirt? I don't think so. And is this possibly why maybe they're just doing this as a kissy face, hey, thanks for the love, because he was wearing a Bullet Club t-shirt? No. I don't know. Let's take a look. Let's uh, use our friend Google here. and uh, uh, For Carl sitting here, ignore the bookmarks I have at the top of my Google page. And uh, let's, let's type in CM Punk. CM Punk and Twitter. Wearing a Bullet Club shirt. Let's see if the thing comes up. Now it comes up picture-wise. We need to type that in. Uh, I see some with um, Finn Balor and um, Anderson and Gallows. And... uh, some ROH stuff. Nothing coming up with uh, CM Punk and uh, Bullet Club shirts. So there's a picture of CM Punk just wearing this WWE attire, but uh, nothing necessarily coming up with uh, with him. Well, maybe I'm proven wrong. There we go. 
Maybe I've just been proven wrong. So there is uh, apparently on Twitter. Now, to be fair, to be fair, we, we need we need to be cautious here because remember this is the internet. There's a little thing called Photoshop. And that there. is why I told you at the beginning, don't just use <laughs> Google. Go to Twitter. Go to Twitter. Go to Twitter. Uh, I don't even know if I have uh, Twitter active on here, but let's uh, give that a shot. Again, uh, ignore my bookmarks. Um, let's see. I don't think I even have Twitter on here. Let's see here. Waiting, waiting, waiting. And that is not it. Looks strange. No, that's it. That's the right one. Yep. Okay. I don't know if I even have an active Twitter account anymore. Let's see if it uh, recognizes me. My internet shouldn't be this slow. Wow. It's looking for my phone number, which I don't have. So that's okay. We'll. Uh, I have Twitter on my cellular device. Yeah. I will look this up. See if uh, Carl can find something. I'm not. I've never been somebody that's really into Twitter. I guess maybe I should be. You know, we do a podcast or anything. I, I should uh, be into Twitter, but it's just something that I tried for a little while. But I just I don't know. I find Facebook more useful, but that's just me. Let's see if Carl can find anything with CM Punk and Bullet Club T-shirts. Because that picture that um, I stumbled across there on uh, on Google, ironically says uh, CM Punk Twitter search. Um, when you look at the Bull Club logo, I'm again, we're looking at a picture. People who are listening audio can't see this, but uh, it looks like that may have been put on post there. You know what? It, it does. That's why I'm taking a look at his uh, Twitter right now, just to see um, if there is anything that is out there for CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Bullet Club. Yeah. But uh, in the meantime, while we're looking at that, uh, let's uh, start going through. We've got about uh, a little under half an hour left in the in the, uh, the show here. Uh, let's go through with breaking down the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view. To start off with uh, the kickoff match with the Cruiserweight Championship with Neville against Akiro Tozawa. Okay. Now... Uh, you recently, you know, haven't had too much interest in these cruiserweight matches. Nope. Any interest in this one? Nope. Not at all. You're not even for Tozawa, yeah? No, honestly not. Okay. Why the? Why aren't you really feeling the cruiserweight? Is it is it again because they're too? It's being overdone. Yeah, way too much of it. I would definitely have to agree there. Um, I, w- I would hope maybe the, now that they would change, the title might change hands here. I personally don't think it will. I think they'll probably keep going with Neville and uh, you know, eventually maybe put on uh, Austin Aries and maybe Jack Gallagher. Uh, Tozawa, I don't see them putting a title on him just yet. Now, Jack Gallagher, I, I do have to say, I am you know a fan uh, of his. And it's I do enjoy seeing his matches. Um, and I'm thankful that he isn't on like every single show mm-hmm. that, that happens, right? But, I mean, I'm just seeing way too much of the cruiserweights. And I'm I'm losing interest very fast because I have the WWE Network, so I I watch 205 Live, and then on on Raw there are two matches, you know, on on every episode of Raw that happens. They already have their own show. Mm-hmm. Let them have their own show, and that's it. Now, what about maybe uh, I'm trying to justify this this approach to this. Now, what about the people who aren't subscribed to the WWE Network? You know, they only get to see, you know, the cruiserweights on Raw and on the pay per views for them. Would you say maybe it's maybe worth worth checking out? All they need is one match on Raw mm-hmm. for everything to be okay with that, um, and yeah, definitely. I mean, they they need to check it out because I mean the cruiserweights are in fact very very good at what they do. Yep. Um, I just think that there is too much mm-hmm. happening. That's all. Now, back on what I just said too, with it being a kickoff match. Now, if you're just a regular pay-per-view uh, uh, buyer and not a WWE Network subscriber, are you even going to get to see this match if you just get the pay-per-view? I don't think so. If you just get the pay-per-view, no. So, uh, Well, no, no, you would. You would get Because it? they do the pre-show. Oh, okay. Right? The pre-show is actually free for okay. everybody. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's they would be able to see it on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, going through the, the rest of this, uh, like I said, uh, my prediction on that, probably Neville keeping the title. I don't think anybody uh, would necessarily predict any different. Uh, you, I'm thinking you would probably think the same. 
Yeah, they're probably going to keep it on Neville. I would say so too. All right, now the rest of this uh, going through in no particular order. I don't know if these are the order that they're booking in or not, but uh, the next one that uh, we'll mention is uh, something that we hinted on on the last Turnbuckle Talk episode, and this has turned into a full-on match now with Mr. Enzo Amore versus Big Cass. Yes. Holy size mismatch. (laughs) (laughs) Huge. Yeah. These two guys used to working with each other. Yep. Now, is this going to translate to being a good one-on-one match with each other? Yes. 100% yes. Yeah. Why wouldn't it? Now, one thing that kind of disappoints me about this is that it just appears to be just a regular one-fall match. Now, I might have thrown maybe some kind of gimmick into it, personally myself, but... From from the way that, that, that... Enzo and Cass have really built this up over the last couple of weeks. You don't need a gimmick nope. for this at all. Okay. 100%. You do not need any type of gimmick at all for this. You just need both guys just kind of doing their thing and, uh, you know, maintaining that uh, level that they've gone so far. And uh, it could be, a, I don't necessarily say it could steal the show, but, you know, done well, it could end up being a pretty decent match, I would say. I would say so as well. So uh, if I had to pick a winner out of that hard to go against big cast on that i mean i hope enzo has a good showing but don't see him necessarily getting over on cast i do you do yeah yep yeah okay. they're turning cast into a heel yeah so what better way to have because enzo has been beat up and beat up and beat up and beat up by True. big cast every mm-hmm. week leading up into this pay-per-view now mm-hmm. so what better way to have enzo amore become more face mm-hmm than to have him actually beat Absolutely. Big Cass yeah. and keep a bit of a rivalry going here. That's what I would like to see. I don't know how WWE uh, is possibly going to book it. Uh, I know because knowing Vince, he likes his big guys. So we'll see how that goes. Now, uh, next, the uh, Intercontinental title match with, again, with The Miz versus Dean Ambrose. Yes. Now. Back and forth again. Back and forth again and again and again and again. Now, the, I guess the big thing that's kind of different here is, uh, you know, two people could possibly get involved in this match, and that is, we hinted at them, them before as well, with um, Mr. Perfect Son. Yep. And Bo Dallas. Kurt Hennig. Kurt, <laughs> or, no, Mr. Perfect is Kurt Hennig. But, uh, yeah, Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel, yeah. Yep. And uh, what's his name there? Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas, yeah. So... Kind of, uh, Miz is kind of lackeys. Hopefully they can uh, use that to kind of, you know, increase their, uh, you know, their cachet in WWE, so to speak, to maybe make themselves more, you know, get out of that mid-lower card slot that they're stuck in. I hope so, because both of them actually are very, very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, to really be wasting them the way that they have been, yep. I think is a damn shame. Absolutely. So hopefully that uh, we'll see something come out of that uh, for them. Now, the, the next match that we want to uh, get talking about uh, before we get into one that I find really interesting is uh, Raw Tag Team Championship. Uh, now, is this mm-hmm. actually for the uh, the title? Yes. Okay. With uh, Cesaro and Sheamus against the Hardy Boys in a tag team 30-minute Iron Man match? Yeah. That is different. That is very different, but I am happy to see it. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think that this could be maybe the moment where they try and get that Broken Hardy gimmick going in there? I think it might be time. Yeah. I think it really might be time. And only because other tweets and stuff like that have been kind of going out, um, really talking about... Yes, we are very close to being able to have this... That was about a week ago. Mm-hmm. So they had said within days. So if that's true, why not showcase it and bring it out at this pay-per-view? Mm-hmm. Right? People people want to see it. And I just hope that, uh, you know, over there with Anthem Sports that they grew up and, uh, you know, and handle this the right way and, and just let bygones be bygones, so to speak. And, yeah. you know, do what's best for the fans, you know. But we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I'd like to see the Hardys get the titles back there, but, uh, you know, one of those things that uh, you'll wait and see. 
Now, before we get to talking about these two, uh, we'll say that's the, the match between Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins. A picture has kind of uh, surfaced recently that has kind of piqued my interest when it comes to the whole Wyatt family thing. And you mentioned kind of briefly while I had it kind of queued up on the big screen here. And Do you was, know who you're talking to? I've yes. seen this already. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, I know. I know. I'm hoping that you're paying attention. And uh, basically a picture of what would appear to be Sister Abigail. Yes. Ha- saying, hashtag, wake up. Yep. Now, do you think this is all just kind of hearsay and just kind of hype? Or do you think that we might actually see Sister Abigail in the WWE women's division? I I don't think that we will right now, still, to be honest. Um, I mean, back then, I mean, this is coming out of a, uh, you know, a promo that was done by uh, Bray Wyatt uh, on, you know, on an episode on television. Um similar things have already been done where they've mm-hmm. had a picture of a female in a mask and some little whatever there. So I'm really not getting my hopes up on this as I've done in the past before. Mm-hmm. If it happens, it happens. Good. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Whatever. Now, my theory on what I think they can do here, and people might think I'm crazy, but uh, I tend to be kind of good at when I kind of come up with these series and things tend to kind of pass uh, as I kind of say them. But uh, my idea for what they do, what they could possibly do with this is that uh, I know the theory was for quite a while that they might actually get Bray Wyatt's actual sister to do this. Yes. I don't think that that's going to be the case. What I think they're going to do, um, knowing you know how successful, uh, you know, um, from Sanity, the, the uh, mm-hmm. Nikki Cross, how well she's been doing kind of in NXT, and with a certain other British wrestler that's been out of the picture for a while, I could see them using Paige and kind of rebranding her character into this. That is how I see it because then I think it, it fits with, uh, you know, I think they, they're probably going to end up bringing Sandy into the main roster soon. And then so having another kind of British woman in being in that similar kind of role on the other side could make for an interesting dynamic there. And it's a good way for them to kind of rebrand her and to try and forget about kind of the past stuff with her. So I think it's a, it's a good opportunity to you know, keep using somebody that, that, that could be still a good legitimate talent and then to kind of bury her past a little bit. Paige is always going to be Paige, though. Nobody's yeah. ever going to be able to see her in, in really any different light, I don't think. That's that's the only issue that I have with that. Mm-hmm. For for me, for something like this to actually work, for there to be an actual Sister Abigail, it's got to be somebody that nobody knows. Yeah, It's got to be somebody that's coming off of the indies that might be known in the indies, but it's got to be somebody that hasn't been on WWE television okay. already. Well, we'll see uh, if uh, if any of it comes to pass at all, and if if my theory is correct, or if your theory uh, ends up going, I think either way it could be interesting. Definitely, it could. Now, I just want to want to kind of elaborate on my answer there, uh, my retort to uh, Big Joe here for a moment with this whole talk about um, about uh, Paige being, you know, possibly the one to to play this. Um, her contract is actually coming to an end very shortly. And I don't believe that as long as she is with, um, uh, what's his name there? Del Rio. As long as she's with Del Rio, I don't believe that they're going to re renew her contract just given. And I don't know if you've seen this or heard this or not, but at, at the last couple of tapings of, uh, impact wrestling, global forces, impact wrestling, she has, or not, she has, but, Alberto Del Rio has actually gotten on the mic and totally cursed out the WWE. Oh, um, yeah. has it literally he, cursed he's out. essentially said F U WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, this past Thursday on Impact, it was noted that after the show, he actually tried to again get onto the mic to once again curse out the WWE. Um, instead of allowing that to happen, production actually turned up his music so that he couldn't be heard over top of the music. So Impact Wrestling is might not be having Alberto Del Rio you know, kind of in the future if he doesn't really change his ways as well. As long as she is still with Del Rio or El Patron, or whatever you want to call him, I don't think we're going to see Paige back in the WWE. Yep. Well, uh, you know, we'll see what uh, the future holds there. And, of course, using the famous line, never say never in the wrestling business, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, now, just a quick side note on, on this topic. If you want, if your curiosity is kind of peaked, when we had mentioned uh, Bergwitt's actual sister. Yeah. If you, if you do uh, Google uh, Sister Abigail Wyatt, WWE, or whatever, this will 
be a picture that'll likely come up here, and you'll see actually what I think is a really uh, a cool picture because uh, you're seeing some generations here. You're seeing uh, um, Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas. Yep. And good old IRS from back in the day, uh, looking kind of like maybe he got punched in the tooth or in the yeah, mouth or something. Yeah, he, he looks all kind of swollen. But uh, then again, you know, uh, the body going through the years of wrestling there, and then in Dad, right smack in the middle there, you have. Uh, uh, Bo Dallas and uh, Bray Wyatt's sister right in the middle. Yep. Right, so we'll see if uh, she ends up being the one that's actually uh, being used for this. I don't know if she's still training or any of that kind of thing, but uh, I'll see if I can find more information with regards to that. And, and we'll, we'll wait and see if anything happens with this sister Abigail in WWE. If, if anybody wants to to really kind of see, and I, I, I'd like you to do this right now as well, Joe. Go, go in, into Google there and do a search for Mika, M-I-K-A. And Rotunda, R O T U N D A. That is her real name. Yep. So if somebody wants to see who she is and kind of some of the different portrayals that they've got of uh, you know her on online, uh, different photos and stuff like that, that'll allow you to really go through and see. And you know I've I've taken a look before just to kind of see. And I mean there are some photos out there that really make her look like she could play that part. So mm-hmm. yeah, there you go, yep. Mika M I K A Rotunda R O T U N D A, and you can uh, look her up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wouldn't mind that uh, being her. Uh, side note: uh, If you uh, want to go take a look, uh, she is uh, she's a looker, so she would definitely look the part in WWE as well. Yes. So there you go. Now going on this uh, match with Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt. Now I think uh, definitely a match. Like looking at the whole card, one that uh, I think really really has the potential to steal the show. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You have two guys. You have you have Bray Wyatt, who is really really good in the ring, has the, the character. He has character coming out of every orifice in his body, and you have Seth Rollins, who is just a ring general and really good on the mic and character wise himself. Oh yeah, no slouch in that uh, uh, in that respect. You just have two guys at the top of their game. How could you not have a good match? It is going to be the match of the night, uh, guaranteed. I can see it already being mm-hmm. the match of the night. Yes. Now, if I had to go with a pick there, I think you, personally, it's a tough one to pick because I'm a, I'm a big fan of both of them. For me, it's it's a really a coin flip. I'm okay with either of them winning. I'm okay with either one of them winning as well. Now, it's all going to depend on how further they want to take uh, Bray Wyatt uh, yep. and Sister Abigail and Wyatt family and yes. stuff like that is going to really determine if Bray Wyatt wins or not. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth Rollins is really on a big rolled in a big high right now as being a face within the company so i can see them continuing uh that streak in that that way and giving the match to seth rollins Mm -hmm. so either way um i'll be happy with whichever one wins Mm -hmm. now going off into like i know we still have a few other matches here but uh this whole wyatt family thing is just uh, something that's in the back of my mind right now i might as well bring it up because it's uh who knows if something like this could happen? Because we know that they've brought other people into the Wyatt family before. Like they've attempted with Daniel Bryan and whatnot. Do you think that there's any possibility at all? No. Of them using Seth Rollins? <laughs> no. No. Not, none at all. Eh? None. Do you? N- none at all. None. Okay. If it happens, I, I will know. be shocked. I can't see it. I, I can't know. see it happening. I, th- I think it, if done properly, could be possibly interesting. We'll see. I don't know. Daniel Bryan. Uh, that was a bit um, of a failed attempt, you know, to be honest. Randy Orton. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. No. We'll see. Don't do it. Don't try it again. You've yeah. already tried it with two established superstars. You now have a third established super superstar who is a face of the company. Don't do it. Remember, you, you know who we're talking about here, though, right? Yeah, I do. Vince, who keeps going, going back to get, see how much blood he can get out of that stone. So we'll I see know. if he goes there or not. But uh, again, honestly, I hope that they don't, but I have a sneaking suspicion that they might. No. But we'll see. No. No. <laughs> but uh, all right. So next up, we have uh, Rollins Championship match with Alexa girl, Alexa Bliss. Bliss versus Sasha Banks. Yep. Now, uh, no kind of stipulation for this match. It just looks like it's a straight up match with these two. Um, I, I could see them. I could see the title changing hands, honestly. It's possible, yeah. Um, With where, where it's kind of positioned the card, I, I can't, honestly, position. But just looking at some of the other matches that are there, I, I just don't know if they're in a position to maybe be like a 
like a show stealer, but uh, you know who knows. I mean, uh, uh, Sasha's put on some show stealing matches with Bailey and everything before, so you know, maybe she can help uh, Alexa step her game up a little bit more and uh, really kind of, you know, like why all the hate on Alexa Bliss? That's not hate. <laughs> I just, I just, uh, she's fairly green in the business. I don't think so. Right? So compared- I think she's doing very well for herself yeah. and uh, can hold her own in the ring with anybody. Yeah. But just when you, when you look at experience wise, I mean, she's not you know the most experienced one in the group. I think we might say. have to look into this, but I think Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks may have honestly the same amount of time in the business. True. Yep. So that in itself could make it interesting. Maybe they can, you know, really kind of step it up together and uh, and really put each other on the map. So yeah, quit hating on Alexa. <laughs> well, I kind of have to. Uh, here we go with. Uh, Maybe a, a better match for us to maybe kind of hate on. We have uh, Braun Strowman against Roman Reigns in another ambulance match. They're against doing, who? They're doing this again, eh? Who? Braun Strowman and Roman, I, I, Roman Reigns. Who is that? I don't know. They keep trying to to make this guy relevant, and uh, once again, uh, going to the same thing again with doing another ambulance match. How many is it, have they done with these two guys now? They haven't done any ambulance matches yet. I thought they had one on Raw or previous pay-per-view. No, nope, nope. they've just been using the ambulance each time because somebody was taken away in an ambulance at one point mm. and then, you know, uh, smashed through the doors of the ambulance. And then, uh, you know, somebody leaving um, or trying to get the ambulance to leave and then the other person coming out the front of the ambulance and, you know, back and forth. But they actually have not had an ambulance match as of yet. Mm. They've had elements of it. So, I mean, that's why I've been mistaken. Yeah. I mean, they've had the ambulance there, but never a match with the ambulance. I just want to see how many times we can say ambulance. I mean, we could ambulance say ambulance (laughs) as ambulance as we ambulancely want to. (laughs) Um, I think they'll probably end up trying to get Roman over on uh, on Braun and see if maybe the fans will latch on to him now, but... uh, Yeah, I, 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 honestly, I think Strowman's going to win this ambulance match. Uh, ambulance, ambulance match. Oh boy. Well, well, we still have a little bit of time left in this program. I don't want to uh, beat the Roman Reigns dead horse any longer. So let's get right to the main event: the Universal Championship match between Brock Lesnar and Samoa Joe. Yes. <laughs> now, with this match, do you see? It being kind of a regular kind of match, or do you think that they might go the the squash Goldberg type thing with this crap? Regular match. I hope so. Yep. I can see this going a regular match. Yeah. Um, honestly, I don't think Samoa Joe would even sign up for something where he knows it's just going to be a squash. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, especially with him, he's been in the business for quite a while. I know yeah. to maybe some... Maybe really young or current WWE fans who maybe haven't seen a lot of the past kind of stuff uh, would be like, well, Joe's only been around for a certain amount of time. No, he hasn't. Uh, he's had matches with uh, most, if not all, of the biggest names in the business right now. Yeah. So uh, you know, he has some experience uh, with, uh, you know, in, in TNA Impact Wrestling and uh, Ring of Honor and House of Glory and this kind of stuff. You know, yes. he's been around for quite a while. And um, so definitely somebody who's worthy of having a match with Brock. Really tough to call a winner for this one. Small it's Joe. Tough. You think they're going to put the title on Joe? Eh? Title on Joe. Yeah. Now, they how- need to bring relevance back to the uh, Universal Championship belt. I mean, Brock Lesnar is never there. Uh, his contract only has him for certain dates. Yep. So what? why? Mm-hmm. I mean, now you've got nothing on... Uh, on the raw programming for a uh, for a title, mm-hmm. so you got to give it to Joe. And I could see him being the kind of guy who would want to defend the title on a regular basis too. Yeah, he's got a full time contract. Yeah. Brock Lesnar doesn't. The old part timer. Let's quit pussyfooting around and agree. let's uh, give the belt to somebody that is going to be on the shows all the time. Um, not that Brock Lesnar couldn't, mm-hmm. I'm sure he's well enough and healthy enough that he could be, yep. but he, you know, was a big name that needed, was needed at one point and kind of came in and said, I only want to work this amount of dates <laughs> and, uh, yeah. how much are you going to give me? Now to kind of end off this whole thing now, uh, how, I'm just wondering with the outcome of this match now, are they going to 
just have Joe win the title and get over as a heel, or do you think that they might do like a face change on him? No face change at all. Um, I think probably what we're going to be seeing is Samoa Joe taking the belt, continuing on his way as a heel, and we're probably going to then see some stuff with uh, Finn Balor um, possibly coming into the picture here because, Mm. you know, he was the first Universal Champion, still hasn't had his, you know, rematch for the belt since he had to drop the title because he got injured. But... I think we could see, you know, allowing Finn Balor to come back in with True. somebody to work full time with yeah. and have uh, the next three, four months of amazing programming between Joe She'll and Finn see. Balor. Another good rival I'd w- want to see is, uh, it would, of course, involve two heels going head to head, but I wouldn't mind seeing him and, uh, and Bray Wyatt going head to head for a little while. That could also be intriguing. That could be, and that, I think, might all be determined on how the match between him and Seth Rollins goes. If Bray Wyatt wins, they're not going to put him into title contention right away. They're going to build something with him, as they usually do, Mm -hmm. something slowly built up to culminate at a big, massive thing. Um, Seth Rollins wins, then I can see them doing, you know, maybe another... Uh, you know, a little battle royal or, you know, five-person elimination match or something for number one contendership where Bray Wyatt could possibly win. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. There's some uh, definitely some interesting matches. Uh, I'd say for the most part, this card uh, has some good matches overall. There's a couple of ones that are kind of eh, a little iffy there, but uh, for the most part, there's definitely a handful of matches there that I think are definitely worthwhile oh, yeah. checking out. So the name of the pay-per-view might be kind of wonky, but uh, there's definitely some good matches and some potential there. Uh, for some really good uh, starting building blocks for some greater things there, that uh, you know could you know potentially do like a almost a year long build up to WrestleMania with some of the stuff, and get, get back to those glory days of these big you know long drawn out rivalries and really really getting people hyped up. I like to see a return to that a little bit because I miss oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. So, so I think uh, I think that about wraps it up, I guess. And uh, as we usually do, well, let's end up with some music. I think this is probably the first time we're featuring. Uh, uh, this we're featuring a band twice actually because uh, we've kind of mixed it up so far. I don't think we've repeated anybody, but uh, I thought we, we, we'd uh, we do some Slipknot again. And sure. this happens to be one of Carl's favorite songs with uh, Wait and Bleed. Thanks for tuning in the JK podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Ciao. I felt the air rise up in me, kneel down and clear the stone of leaves. I wander out where you can't see, inside my shell I wait and bleed. I felt the air rise up in me, kneel down and clear the stone of leaves. I wander out where you can't see, inside my shell I wait and bleed.